Hey everyone, welcome back to Creative Working Title Podcast. Today we are joined by Dre. Well, we, Jeff and I, are joined by Dre. Andre Picard, let's be fancy. Sir Andre, Sir Andre Picard. Or you nice. just go with the, like, kind of like the Prince moniker, Dre. I like yeah. just Dre. Yeah, Dre. everyone seems to default to Dre, so. Dre's, <laughs> Dre's, Dre's fine. A, do you have a preference? No. What was a... It's like Mike and Michael, right? Or kind like of the Jeffrey same. and Jeff. Or oh, like, Jeff is my preference by a Steve. long shot. Jeff, yeah, I, Stephen is super formal to me. Like, I feel like I'm in trouble. Yeah, but right? I just feel like people naturally just shorten it by by default. They're just like, go to Steve. I've met you once. Hey, yeah. Steve. What's up, Steve? Yeah. What about yeah. Stevie? Is that too warm? I, I wouldn't mind that. There's a couple people who call me Steve or, or Stevie. Yeah. Um, I have someone uh, calls me Stevie Waltz. My last name's Walter. That's a good one. Right? Stevie Waltz. Schwaltz. Oh, James calls me that. Anyway, Dre, if you don't have a preference, we're just going to call you Dre. Dre is good by me. Um, but I'm super stoked that you're in here. First question right off the bat, not even any lead in. What is creativity to you? Wow. Wow. No prep. Right nope, No it. prep. I want it. Yep. Zero prep. Wow. To me, creativity is just how the mind wanders, how it goes somewhere. It doesn't even have to be a solution. It just has to be curiosity. I don't know. Drawing parallels to things. Yeah, that's a that's a deep that's a deep question. Of course we gotta, it is. We got to ease into things. We got time, but yeah. no. But I love that. But I love that. I, mean, that, I just wanted to kick off with that. We should have ended with that one. <laughs> I'm, I'm carrying the tradition of James. Of he started this with just sitting people down and asking them, "What does creativity mean yeah. to you?" But I like I like where you start drawing parallels. That's what. Yeah, yeah drawing connecting dots. Right. Yeah, it's like you know just naturally being curious, right? Like and wanting to explore that a bit. Absolutely, because it stems into so many facets of life, right? Yeah, for sure. I've I've talked about how everything is art, right? And we talked about this last time, right? That like an electrician will go in. Some people will make that that box in your basement look beautiful, right? And it's they're being creative, right? That's creativity to them, maybe. Or like, oh, I'm gonna figure out a way to to snake this wire through this board. I'm gonna drill through this, and I'm gonna run it up through this. And ah, it's good. That's creativity, right? It doesn't have to be um, just a designer. Right. Oh, no, definitely not. Yeah, and the, oh. I, the way I've always looked at it is also just like this is like the carbon copy. If something has like a carbon copy solution, like this is the, the one or there's five solutions. These are them. Anything that falls outside that realm and like there's a solution you can get to, but no one's going to tell you how or when to get to that solution. That's where creativity lies with me. Like whether that's, you know, design, whether that's the plumber, just wherever it's, it's outside of like these are your finite responses and these are them. Anything that has an end solution that you can get to that navigates through there, not mattering what happens in between, to me, that's creativity. Mm -hmm. I look at creativity, art, and design as three distinctly different things. Mm. I feel like in order to do two of them, you need the creativity, right? Like you just need the, you just need the wonder. You need the, you know, you have to kind of like displace the mind from the obvious and just think about stuff especially i would say especially right? design right yeah but then art is really just some sort of visual representation of that that serves really no purpose other than just an expression yeah it doesn't solve a problem it doesn't you know it can be commissioned it can be paid for but it doesn't really okay here's the challenge this is the ask or here's the ask that you know here's the challenge here's the solution mm. and then design is like okay you take you take the first two you apply it, and now you come up with it with with, uh, with a solution. So we used like the plumber, right? I I look at that as him designing a solution. Like design is not, um, you know, I'm hopping into the Adobe suite and banging out layouts or web comps, right? Like designing something, it could be something as simple as like, hey, I put my hamper to the right side of the bed because it gives me more space on the left, right? Like you're 
you're efficiently thinking through something that ultimately has a better solution. Right. Not just for the feng shui, yeah. but for like, hey, this makes yeah. more, this is more efficient. Yeah. But this like, is a better but design. Like, modern day society is like, okay, like a designer, right, is like clicking the mouse and making layouts, making logos, you know? Yeah. Like getting deep into color theory or, you know, making banner ads, like that kind of stuff. But I don't know. I think we're all designers in some aspect without necessarily realizing it. Agreed. And and I don't know if I'd mentioned, but uh, Dre is one of the designers here at DS. What is your uh, a senior or lead head? Brand experience lead. Brand experience lead. Yeah. Right. So Because that's bigger, right? Because that's more than just being a designer. It is. <laughs> brand it experience is. lead. Like brand, uh, and I know that you just recently did a talk or a presentation on that, right? Almost every Monday or whenever, some day of the week, Dre mm-hmm. and I uh, meet in the office and we have coffee or we're getting breakfast, whatever. And we end up getting into these deep conversations. And they're always so good. And every time I'm like, dude, I should have recorded that. So I want to try to revisit that. And it's probably because we've thing... been stuck home for a year. Again. Not, not <laughs> yeah. having anyone to talk Human to. Human interaction. Humans. <laughs> let's talk about anything. Well, we were saying you that this morning, right? You have to drag me out of here before I'm done talking yeah. to you guys. Yeah. Je- Jeff, we were having a conversation with Jamie. And Jeff was just like, oh, yay, banter. Like, yeah. this is great. I yeah. miss banter. I remember this. Yeah. This was a thing at some point in my this life. This is so fun. But the fact that we were talking about the design process, mm-hmm. right? Uh, to an extent, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like given like a simple task of like, hey, I need a logo designed. Mm-hmm. Give me three comps and then we go from there. Mm-hmm. Tell me about how you walk through that process. So there's two types of process, right? Like if you have a group of people, there's a kind of a defined process for the way the group works together. But then everyone should have their own individual process for how they deliver against that higher process. But I don't know. Process to me seems like, especially in the design world, it's like, well, you know, if I just show the finished, you know, product and it's got all this polish, like, you know, I'm just like, I'm just a dope designer, right? Like I, like I can do it all. And it's like, there's this stigma like associated with showing process. Right. And it's like, no, man, like, I don't know. Like I, I I hold, I hold process kind of close to the chest because I'm like, okay, well, yeah, I sat in on that briefing and it was completely overwhelming. And then from the time I started, I kind of put one foot in front of the other and thought about, you know, the consumer or how I want people to feel from day one. And then I got here because of the small army it took to get here. Right. So I don't know, like I, I, you know, I just look at like some of the best brands out there that, that are doing stuff. Right. Let's take, you know, let's take like rogue fitness, for example. Right. Like why can they charge three times the amount for just a standard barbell that every other brand out there is making? Like the quality is just as good. But like, you know, they're they're showing you, you know, the machinist and they're showing you the fabricators and they're showing like me- how they how they melt everything down and how it's made by hand. And it's process. like, yeah, they're selling you on a process that you can stand behind. You know, you go online and you have a bunch of designers bid on, bid on a logo for a hundred bucks. There's no process there. They're no. like they're they're just giving you something that has no meaning. And then next thing you know, the client a year later wants the logo redesigned because it, it's not extendable. It's not effective. It yeah. doesn't actually serve the purpose that they had hoped for. But it's hey, it's totally. pretty. Yeah, it looks good. Look at the colors. Those are nice. Yeah, yeah. Or you know, it's like not to trash dribble, but you go on dribble and it's like there is some phenomenal work on there. But like, what problem does it solve? Mm. You know, like can you literally build that? You know, right. in under a hundred grand. It's, it's, that'd be the most expensive one pager on the planet, right? (laughs) Like it's cool, but you know, it's like, what's the process behind it? What, what, what problem is it solving? You know, in a former life of mine, I, I worked as a designer. So you were talking about going back to that idea of like three logos or three, whatever, right? You just, the rule of thumb, at least that I learned, right. Or that I practiced was come up with three versions, Mm -hmm. right. And then present those as ideas, comp Mm -hmm. one, two, and three. 
And then usually someone will give you some type of feedback. Hey, you know, I like a little bit of three and a little bit of two. Can we put those together and, and come up with a fourth version and then refine that and be done, right? But you were talking about how you'll start on version one and you'll finish that mm. as a completed thought mm -hmm. before you go on to two. Whereas I know I've got a little ADD and I've got a scattered mind where I'll start working on one, right? And then... I'll get distracted by some element. I'll go, ooh, that's another, oh, that's a good idea. Let me start comp two before I even finish comp one. And then I go back to comp one. I'm like, ah, it's kind of shitty. I didn't like that. Yeah. And then I go up. So tell me about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, totally. So I think that's individual process, right? So like how people work. Um, you know, I think there's a bunch of designers out there that can, you know, like a logo is just a really easy example to yeah. use, but it, but it can apply to everything. It can apply to a photo shoot. It could apply to, you know, um, handling media and like developing strategies and you know whatever but i'd say for like the purposes of, of a logo right it's like let's say the ask is three options um i feel like there's a lot of designers out there who will they'll go right to the tools right they'll go right to illustrator or you know they'll go right to you know how they're going to make the end product and they'll just move some shapes around source some fonts start putting stuff together and then kind of see where it takes them um, so it's like, they'll have this artboard or this canvas full, full of stuff, but it's like, there's no one thought in there. Like there's, there's a bunch of things, but where's the, where's the finished concept that is one of the three concepts you're going right. to get to. Right. So for me, process wise, it's like, okay, like if you think about branding or just logo design, I should say it's okay. What's the idea? Here's the execution. And then we refine the execution. You can't refine unfinished executions. Yeah. Right? So if you have a lot of unfinished executions, you have no idea. No. So I have to take an idea, run its course through an execution, and then say, okay, do you like this idea? Yay or nay? If yes, we can refine it. Mm. And to me, that's the quickest way to get to three different lanes, right? Because then we can refine them and do all the little things. But if you can't buy into the concept you can't approve or disprove of the idea. Right, because if one and two look kind of the same, just like you change the colors exactly. a little bit, it's like, well, this isn't a new idea. It's basically that other idea. Right, exactly. This is, right, the idea is yeah. the same. So it's it's coming up with three different things. And sometimes I remember just starting with like, I'd end up with like five or six, just a button, like, all right, I got to narrow it down. Like, I can't present this. Because two of them are kind of the same in, in you know, whatever, C and D. Um but I thought that was interesting because yeah, that, that was just more of like, oh, yeah, I wish I had sort of done that at times. Because I, I you get – I think what happens is when you start making something, right, you get excited about it. And then you go, oh, let me explore this. Or at least I, I know that that's my thought. But then it's different when there's a purpose and there's a function, right? And checking back to, you know, Jeff might come to you and say, hey, here are the things that we need to achieve, right? Or, or whoever's writing a brief, right? Mm -hmm. Here are the things that we need to achieve. Like stay, here are your, here's your lines, right? Here, here's your bounding box. Mm -hmm. Stay in here. Don't drift off on me, Steve. Like come back. Yeah. Get, where are you going? Like sure. get back over here. Cause sometimes that'll happen, right? You look at something and you're like, what the hell did I just, what is this? This isn't anything. Yeah, yeah. And I think that brings up a good question I have is like the whole thing about, you know, ideas and concepts, like outside of like refreshing of, or refining visuals and branding for somebody like, a lot of times you're reaching to places you've never reached before to come up with something, you know, out of the blue or something you haven't worked on before. It's like, how do you have a process in place or 
always kind of get to the point where, okay, you have a new problem that you've never faced before and you find some new solution. Like it's, it's to me, it's like, I look at it like, when is it going to become like the dunk contest where like there's all this innovation and people continue to innovate and take it to mm-hmm. the next level? Is there a cap on it? Can you keep going further and further? And that's what always was, was like frightening to me on the creative side. It's like that person nailed that concept for this big agency. What does that have to do with their ability to do it again? Like, is it just like a phenomenon or how do you, how do you create like a sustainable phenomenon of finding new visuals? I know I'm trying to take this question. Mm-hmm. I think you know where I'm going with it, but mm-hmm. like, like what do you take from your previous lessons, whether it's process or whatnot to continue to find those new avenues to explore with each opportunity that comes? I think it's all of the above, right? It's like, uh, you know, it, to use the basketball metaphor, you're talking about the dunk contest, right? It's like, you know, Jordan's not learning how to ha- place his hands on the ball for a free throw unless he's done a bunch of free throws and starts mm-hmm. to understand like, okay, I'm being a bit more efficient. I'll u- use the word here, right? Like my success rate's better. Um, so I feel like that's where experience comes into play, right? So you have talent and you have experience. That's where experience comes into play. So, so if it's like, okay, here's a branding project to a designer who doesn't have experience, okay, it, it, it's going to be tough for them to get to a few different directions that are extendable, that may deliver against said brief, and, you know, is really like a timeless idea that essentially is kind of the catalyst to an entire, like, art direction and whatnot that becomes later, like, a brand campaign, right? Um, but, you know, I feel like the more experience you get, for me, it, it was always like, okay, like, when you start, there's always that, like, you know, I'll call it that, oh my God moment, right? Hmm. Where it's like, literally all you have to do is just start, but that's the hardest part. Yeah. Um, I, my talk with the AIGA, like I, I, I used the last scene from, from, uh, from The Martian, um, where, you know, Mark Watney was basically like, you know, you can think about getting off Mars and you're never going to get off Mars. Or you can just put one foot in front of the other, solve one problem, and then the next, and then the next, and then you get to come home. Right. So it's like, I don't know, that's that's kind of how I think about it. But as far as like trying to repeat it. Right. The more of it I do, at least brand stuff. Right. Like brand experience. If you can tie it back to what makes the brand different or you can get to like a deeper level meaning. And I mean like deeper level meaning say, outside you, of logo grids and stuff like you, that. You, right. At that point, you have to be thinking beyond composition and color totally. harmonies. Like you're, totally. That's That should be set. Like you were saying, like Jordan's hand on the ball. That's second nature. Yeah, of course. Duh. Like, I'm, yeah. yeah, Sarah for Sand Serif. Yeah, I know, what I, I know yeah. that shit. Don't yeah. don't come at me with that. Like, no. What is what is its purpose? Mm-hmm. Like, what does this mean? Yeah. What do I want someone to feel? Right. You're on that. It's um. If I can create another analogy, music. Right. I like to play music. I know you play a little piano too, Jeff. Right? Uh, a little bit. What a stud. Do, have we talked Dabble. about any? Dre, Dabble. you play any instruments? I don't. You don't. Okay. I don't. But when I think about music, right, it's like you have to learn those intervals. You yeah. have to learn those scales, and then you don't think about that, and you're like. I want to play something. How do I want you to feel? Yeah. Do I want you to feel happy? Well, then of course I'm going to play major chords sure. and, and major. So it's that's where you're at. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah t- totally. And and it's like, you know, how do you like keep out dunking your best dunk, right? Yeah. It's just like have intention, right? And it's like the industry's changing, right? It's like okay, like we're designing content or we're designing design systems or, you know, it's like it, it, everything's changing by by the minute. But like the principle of like how you go about designing. Like, it all originates from the very same place, like, just thought, right? Mm-hmm. So um, whether you're, you know, designing 
uh, FSI, which I'm probably dating myself here, or you're designing like the next brand experience for Uber, right? At some point, like someone has to have the thought and the why behind that thought, and then it gets put into execution. Now, granted, how you go about executing those things is different and you have different skill sets and, you know, some people are proficient with like CSS and web design and all that. But um, like without getting into that, it's like, okay, but this all started from a deeper meaning, right? So yeah. it's like, you know, the Uber rebrand, right? Like everyone was hating on it when they saw, oh, well, they kind of simplified it. Now it's kind of vanilla. But when the motion graphics designer took the original thought and showed like, you know, the two lines coming next to each other and they're like, oh my God, it makes a road. That's genius. <laughs> it's like, that's the deeper level meaning, right? Right. And it's like, that's the stuff that other brands can't own. And that's the stuff that like, you know, Lyft isn't doing, right? So it's like, if you can get to that deeper level meaning for any brand that comes in the door, that's how you just repeat it, right? So, you know, like if it's, why are, why am I using this texture? Why am I using this font? Why am I using this color? Why, is I, why am I using this geometry? If, if, if there's intention there, it, it's essentially bulletproof. Like you're just making a system that is extendable. Yeah. So, so much of that, right, stems from the understanding of the brand. 100%. Yeah. Right? Like, because if you don't get it, you won't, you, you can't create an effective design. It'll be generic. It'll be generic AF. Yeah. yeah. Right. You yeah. just might as well just go grab a template. Swap out the logo and, and, and just and just throw it in for the next uh, SaaS client that comes Boom. in the door. Post it. Done. Yeah. Look yeah. at that. So to pivot a little bit off of that, how does it make you feel as, you know, a brand experience designer or, or in that field when you see a brand execute something that intentionally felt cheap and not well thought out, but it works? Like, I don't know why mm. my mind goes to like GoDaddy. But I'm like, this is so thin at, at the top layer, didn't take much thoughts, but it accomplished what they wanted to accomplish. Is there like a genius behind that that I'm just missing? Or is it something that like dumb luck? Or is it something that's like, it's just, it's frustrating when there's not really any backbone to what the end product is, but it does succeed. No, that's a, that's a really good point. Um, yeah, like you can't argue with something that performs, right? Yeah. But it's... Is, is, is it a, is it a quick win? Like, did you win the sprint or did you win the marathon? Yeah. Right. Like I look at GoDaddy and I was like, that was the place to go to host my site. And, and I did, I hosted everything through GoDaddy. Yeah. You look at a brand like Squarespace right now and they crush a brand like GoDaddy. Yeah. Crush. Crush that. a brand like GoDaddy. So, okay. Like if you put the two side by side, GoDaddy works, they might target some new consumers and attract like a slightly different audience, but they'll never be the Squarespace just because like they, they don't have that like solidification of, of, of their brand. Right. Like it's like, imagine if you, you know, had a loyal friend that was different every time you, you hung out with them, like you wouldn't know what to expect. Right. Whereas, you know, if like they had like, you know, the same type of character every time you saw them and you built rapport and you became a brand loyalist or, you know, it's like now they're your lifelong friend. Right. It's like, yeah, I mean, quick wins over long wins. It's like, what do you want, right? Do you want short-term success or do you want to be a brand that's around and successful for an extended period of time? And I think there are some that, like, you encounter both, right? There are some that are like, yeah. they're like, oh, I don't care. Like, no, but I'm thinking deep. No, I don't give a shit. Like, I need this. Yep. I just need it next week. Yeah, I'm a, week. I'm a small startup and I just want to get acquired. That's it, right, yeah. 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 And, and even, right, like, I... Yeah, I don't have the time. I don't have the budget. Like, I just need something that's going to yep. work. Yep. Well, then, what is it? There's the um, fast, cheap. Good, fast, and cheap. Pick two. Pick two. 
that's, that's it. Hundred percent. One hundred percent. You you can't you can't compromise. But then to Jeff's point, like sometimes those anomalies show up, and you're like, "This sucks. You paid nothing for it, but it works." Like, shit. All right, good for you. Like, well done. You yeah. know. And and there are those things. You I know, say, I say, but do it again. But do it again. Do it again. But also, there's this other side of the coin where it's these companies are investing hundreds of thousands, maybe millions to rebrand their logo and brand to look pretty identical to what they just came from. Like, I feel like I've seen so many brands like Duncan feels like the most recent one. Like how much money did they drive into all this analysis to be like, let's drop the word donuts. Just take off donuts and change the, you're right. Just, but there's a ton of these examples that like, I know there's like a grid that like made its way through like, you know, all these media platforms where it's like they've taken the old logo and the new logo. And it's like, this looks like very, very similar, but the amount yeah. of money spent on that, like is, there's definitely a layer there I'm missing. And yeah. I know you can probably talk to this But the degree of radius that we made on the curvature, we, yeah. we it was at 17, we made it 16.2. And as yeah. you can see, that creates a little bit more fluidity, right? Because people are coming and going. It's a fast-paced world. It's like you could come up with all this bullshit to sit and say, but it's just like you took off the word donuts. Yeah, like TripAdvisor, I know it was another one. <laughs> yeah. Like, these, like that owl logo. Or- so. Yeah, I, I have like I I'm I have a pretty strong opinion about this stuff. Let's hear it. Go go into it, Trey. That's why um, I'm here. I'm not for it or against it, but I I just I don't like the reaction that people by default have, right? Because and it only gets worse with established brands, right? Like when uh, UPS rebranded, everyone was like, "This is ridiculous. This was a, like a historic brand. They've been around for God knows how long." And you know, this new logo looks like crap, right? Or in the case of Duncan, right? Like they got rid of donuts and God knows how much they spent on that rebrand. Well, okay. Yeah. Like, do I like the new logo? Eh, you know, like could it have been executed better? Yes, probably. But what's the thought, right? So in the brand, you know, in the case of something like Dunkin' Donuts, you look at all these quick serve restaurants that, that are popping up all over the place, right? Like they can't really compete if they're just the donut shop, right? Like they're making coffee. They're, they're doing all sorts of experimental things, right? You look at Starbucks, Starbucks isn't the coffee shop anymore, right? Like, I mean, I worked on Starbucks for like five years and at the time, like they were trying to do everything but coffee just to like, you know, in, in their own test market out in Seattle, just see what stuck, Mm -hmm. you know, as a designer, as a barista, both. I took the barista training. I did. I did. I passed my barista training. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't even, and I don't even drink coffee. Like fun, fun fact. First time I ever drank coffee in my entire life was at a meeting at Starbucks headquarters and they start like all of their meetings with like sampling. Sure. And I, I thought I was going to drop dead. Like my heart was beating out of my chest. Yeah. (laughs) I was like so sensitive to the effects of like caffeine. Guys, I need a break. Yeah. uh, Yeah. Yeah. That's, um, that's interesting, right? Because Apple did the same thing, right? They went from Apple Computer mm-hmm. to Apple Inc. And now they make everything. Yeah. And they, yeah. they had uh, iTunes, right? And then that was like iTunes. It's like, well, they're selling movies. It's like, well, that doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. But they started with just music, mm-hmm. right? Um, yeah, I think that is – I guess that makes sense. And also, people just refer to it as Dunkin'. Hey, you, can you, you, I'm going to Dunkin'. You want something? Right. No one says, I'm going to Dunkin' Donuts. Do you want something? Right. America runs on Duncan. That was the slogan. They kind right. of they kicked it off, right? right. I would imagine. Mm-hmm. And then someone said, "Yeah, let's just drop the word donuts." But we're going to give you a couple million dollars to tell yeah. us to do that, right? right? Well, that's like um, <laughs> what PetSmart, right? Like they just recently rebranded. Oh, does it look like the Padres like colorway now? Again, a bit? yeah. Like again, ex- execution could be done better. 
but the idea, right? It's like it was like the cat and the dog that were like intertwined with one another. Right. Everyone's like, oh my god, that was such a cute logo. Like I loved it. Like this new one looks like trash. Okay, I'm not gonna say whether or not it does or doesn't. <laughs> like design aesthetic aside, but like, why do they want to continue being known as like the puppy like kitten? place right right? they sell fish they probably sell other animals i mean kind of state of the state right like it's not you know it's kind of frowned upon to sell a dog or a kitten at like a little corner store now right so like they're just trying to remain a brand that's current right that like that's all and i guess that's the thing right is is it's that understanding yeah Right, because if, if you didn't tell someone, if you didn't give them that information, right, and they said, hey, PetSmart, and you looked at the existing thing, you would probably do, if you gave that to like a group of students, design students, they would probably do something with a dog and a cat. Exactly. Incorporated. Right. They would just try to make it look a little bit more like, you know, Web 2.0, or what are we in now? Are we even Web 3.0? Is that even a thing? Or we're just Web whatever now? I don't know. For, I remember that term was so exciting, Web 2.0. Uh, for a nice little tangent, I will list you off all the animals that are allowed inside of a PetSmart. Please. Domestic dogs and cats, birds, small animals and reptiles sold at PetSmart, including guinea pigs, hamsters, chinchillas, gerbils, mice, rats, certain geckos, bearded dragons, specific types of snakes, specific types of frogs, certain types of birds, other non-venomous reptiles, ferrets, rabbits, pot-bellied pigs, and finally sugar gliders. Sugar gliders? Sugar gliders. Oh, those are those little squirrels that flap out Yeah, it's like always right? a kid at like a college party, like everyone at a... 46 college parties to go to it's the kid with like the white button down with a sugar glider in his pocket all the girls are like i want to post this on my facebook what kind me? of college did yeah. you go to? oh my god right i, I thought you were gonna say acoustic guitar no sugar glider i didn't even know what a sugar glider was and now he's talking about seeing them at party? college parties no i haven't that's hilarious what's, what's the weirdest guy that would come to your parties maybe don't say that uh I think snakes are probably the weirdest. Like, I, I knew some dudes that had, like... Actually, I had roommates. Actually, I used to own a uh, a Nile monitor. Are you familiar with the Nile monitor? No, it sounds like a PC monitor, though. It's it's a freaking... It's a giant lizard. It's a lizard that grows... Dude, get this. We went to a lizard show. This is when I lived in Florida. So I used to live in Florida. A couple of roommates. Uh, we went to a reptile show. And I saw a two-headed snake. Pretty cool. Um... But I thought it would be a good idea to buy a Nile monitor. These things grow up to like seven feet long, like 250 pounds. Wow. It's it's a um, Komodo dragon, basically. It's yeah. a more vicious, bigger Komodo dragon. Yeah, I would want Who wouldn't and want And I was that? like, yeah, let's buy it. Cool. I mean, Komodo dragon's pretty vicious. They're, they're super vicious. These and I are thought legally it, sold? Yeah, well, uh, legally, <laughs> uh, you know, Florida, you kind of do what you want. Um, but my roommate, um, there was one guy who bought a gator, not at that show, different Different time, bought an uh, American alligator, had that living in our house for a little bit in the garage in a kiddie pool. It was a small one, um, but it got pretty big, pretty vicious. And then he also bought, I'm trying to think of the type of uh, python, but it was like, oh, what the heck kind of python? A reticulated python. Did all of these reptiles live together at one time? Yeah. Oh, yeah. They were all in the same house. Oh, yeah, yeah. And the reticulated python got away. We don't know where it went. Still to this day, no idea what happened. It's like... Hey, dude, my snake's gone. You see my snake? No, where's your snake? Find your snake, dude. Oh, yeah. Four days later, missing child report. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, snake tangent. Two-headed snake. <laughs> Pet smart tangent. Where were we? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> but the other thing I wanted to bring up, right, was that you were talking about the idea of um, this progress, right? Design trends or even just how things change. Like you were talking about making things that are timeless, right? And it's mm-hmm. it's going to be timeless because it's eff- effectiveness is timeless, right? Mm-hmm. I guess that's where I'm, I'm going at with this. But when you see, do you get distracted 
when like you're when you're looking for inspiration do you look for inspiration outside of you know uh, a small circle that you might have and when you do do you get distracted by you know quote unquote trends that come up that you see and you're like this is stupid because it's not effective or is it like eh, that's kind of cool i kind of dig it yeah no that's a that that's a good question i mean i won't say that i don't source inspiration i certainly always do um you have to, right? Yeah. Like to an oh, extent, yeah. Oh, yeah. you get inspired, you're driving down the highway and you see something and you go, oh, yeah. oh that's shitty design or you yeah. go, oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I do like, I always have my like go-tos, but you know, I feel like a lot of my inspirations in the subconscious mind when I'm not actually looking for inspiration, right? So it could be like on the drive in or, you know, like it, and it's weird because like sometimes I'll do something like executionally and I'm like, where the, like, where the hell did I see that? You know, like I know I saw that somewhere and then I'll like be reunited with like what prompted that thought, like in the con- subconscious mind. Hmm. And like you'll see it in some like obscure spot and it's like, oh, oh, yeah. Like, I OK. Yeah. That's now cool. now I now I now I know where I where I got that thought. Um, but yeah, man, like I'm a huge, huge proponent of like when you're starting early on, like brand work, you can't go wrong starting with a pencil because hmm. it's 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 very easy to repeat when you have when you go right into the tools but when you start with a pencil it's real hard to like recraft something that's already been crafted right yeah you, know you, what don't, I mean? you don't just hold option and drag it over to the side and then just build off of that right yeah you have, you have to draw that circle again and if you're drawing that circle again well maybe you might go you know what i want i'm making an oval now yeah right because you there's that organic nature right, right. i i grew up drawing like that was mm-hmm. something that was just in me right mm-hmm. so most of my design work would start with some type of sketch yeah even if it was super loose and even if i wasn't actually going anywhere literally for me to just process my thoughts Mm -hmm. of putting a piece of uh, a pencil on a piece of paper or sometimes i would do it on the ipad less so because at the time ipads didn't really exist when i was doing like most of my design stuff yeah yeah i think back with like you know early photoshop days yeah yeah oh uh, what did i start on i started on because i'm only a little bit older than you probably the feather uh, oh, Im- are you talking Image Ready? Yeah. Remember Image Ready? Go. Jeff, let's get into Image that Ready. It sounds like a little familiar to me. Now I got to look up what Image Ready is. Image no Ready, way. that's how you saved your web graphics, dude. Yeah. That was that was back in the day when Macromedia yeah. existed. Yep. Because that was the competition, right? Was Fireworks? Bro, remember Fireworks? Mm-hmm. Let's oh, go. Yeah, let's go. Fireworks. Yes, dude. Yeah. That's like my most recent experience. What are you guys talking Fire- about? <laughs> Dreamweaver? Wasn't Dream- that one? Dude, Dreamweaver. Yeah. Yeah. Dreamweaver? You use Fireworks to do all your slicing and whatnot. <sighs> Dude, the slices. Ima- image optimization. Fuck. All that good stuff. Right out of fireworks. And then they just built it in, right? You used to have to click on. But no, I remember the Photoshop. It was, um, geez, 6, I think, was the first word. Maybe it was 5, 5.5. You 5. started 5. at 6? Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, it was pretty pretty back in the day. Um, way before that. Yeah? Yeah, oh, yeah. Like, you're talking CS5? No. Oh, oh, oh. No, oh, I'm talking okay. Photoshop 6. Oh, okay, like, okay, okay. Yeah, no, before Creative Suite. Okay. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um. But yeah, it's it's funny to think to think back on all of that shit, right? Is that yes, Photoshop's going to exist and if you wanted to, you could start right in there. Yeah. But then there's almost this immediate limitation with now you have these tools or if you have an idea in your mind, mm-hmm. you then have to build this thing to see if it even works versus the idea of sketching it. Like can I just quickly sketch that idea? Yeah. Yeah, well, and 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 also too, right? It's like now I I just want to be very clear. Like I don't sketch everything, but sure. like at like the very early stage when I have to come up with something, 
it's like that's just how I have to just get it out, right? Or if you have to get to three layouts, it's easy for me to sketch 10 little thumbnails and then be like, okay, these three rise to the top. Right. But I feel like with the tools, it's very easy to hit Unsplash, find a super moody image, pair it with a super moody font, and then next thing you know, you got a dribble ready to go that is sexy as hell. Right. With no idea. Right. With no thinking. You just found something that was cool. That's and you it. match it up with something that's cool. Yeah. And you present that and someone's going to go, oh, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah, like I, I used to have this creative director that would fight me tooth and nail on everything. I mean, I'd design a coupon, and he'd be like, what's the concept? And I'm like, <laughs> 35 I'm like, cents off, bro. That's the concept. I'm like, all right, guy. All right, guy. But um, Choice of font thoughts? Yeah, yeah. Going through Buy two, get one free. That's, yeah. that's where we're at. I was like, dude, it's a, it's a, it's a Catalina coupon. It, pins, you know, it prints at like you know a third the resolution of like a fax machine. <laughs> that, that dude. <laughs> like, oh. Chill. Yeah, yeah, right, right. But um, no, like kind of made me think, right? Because it's like people people buy in the stories, people buy in the concepts, not not standalone executional ideas, right? It's like people want to buy into the process, the the why. So I don't know. That's why I'm like a huge, huge proponent of that, right? Like it, like if I could show the evolution from the original thought all the way to the finished product, that that's a bit more impressive than just looking at a finished finished representation without that kind of foundational look has that always been the case or is that something you're seeing more and more people caring about as time goes on because i look at like brands Mm. from like the 80s and 90s and i'm like did i really care about what this stood for or was it really like the value proposition it brought to the table sure or maybe i was just you know too young and looking back on it I, i associate these with like children's thoughts so maybe i just maybe there are deeper lay levels to like circuit city and why they chose the britain like uh comp usa and all yeah. this stuff yeah you can see I, I took a lot of saturday trips with my dad sure yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 but um so it's like is this something that's like it's always been there and, and maybe i just missed it or is this something i know brand purpose is something people are caring about more and more as time goes on mm-hmm. is this something that more of an emphasis is going to be on or, or it's always kind of been there yeah like i feel like it can get pretty heady quick Right. Like I think I think I don't want to slam like this this brand, but they they rebranded probably five years ago. I won't even mention the name because I just don't want to step on toes. But there was this super extensive uh, style guide or rebrand guide that was like put together. And it's like they went from a circle hint hint to basically that had like a shine on it to basically a circle that no longer had the shine with a slight modification to like the interior shape and they had like a 200 page design guide (laughs) with like vitruvian man and all of this other stuff and i'm just like no way no way like they just needed to produce an artifact to charge for what they charged for that rebrand so like some of it i think is is a little uh you know a little extensive a little fluffed yeah. well there's the uh the fibonacci sequence or the the golden ratio in golden photography ratio, yeah. right yeah. so what people will do is if you're not familiar with this right for those that are listening right it's basically a, a compositional tool right like where i put things mm-hmm. in the frame of of my image and people will just take this and lay it over any random photo yeah. and be like look they used the fibonacci no they didn't yeah. and you and they'll skew it so that it's get out of here stop it or like i see that a lot in design right where you just put all these lines in this grid and and you just make it fit to the idea that like oh i had this really thought out like because i've seen like the twitter logo right where all the circles like i took this and this is 30 percent of the size of this and i tripled that and it's like you come up with these mathematical equations and sometimes i bet that level of thinking i wouldn't doubt for a second that you 
personally put that level of thinking into some of that stuff. But a lot of the times it's just a bunch of bullshit. Yeah. Yeah, totally. <laughs> totally. Like, you know, you look at a brand like Nike, right? Like, you know, the original logo exploration and like the, you know, the campaign tagline or whatever of just do it. Right. Like their campaigns, like pretty much still ladder back up to that. Right. Yeah. And like, was that, was all that intentional and like that thought out from, from the beginning? Like you bet. Yeah. Right. But like, yeah, there are some, like the logo grids, like that gets super heady, heady. Um, you know, just like just there, there is, there's, there's definitely, there's definitely a lot of fluff out there. Um, but I think it's more just like, okay, like intentionally, what are you trying to do with it? Yeah. Showing that. I think there is, we're definitely now in a culture of behind the scenes, right? Like show me how the sausage is made. Like I want to see that now. Yeah. And arguably that's almost equally as important as the actual thing that you produce, right? Like when we're making content, like make sure you, make sure you capture us making the content. So the, capturing of the of the creation of content is then the content yeah 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 which is weird but it's it's you want to show people like hey look at me being creative right so i think that's where those grids on logo design look at me look how thoughtful i am it's like no you just happened upon this shit like happy accidents happen yeah they happen all the time with me like one of my lights won't fire and then like only one of them does i'm like ooh, that's cool right like that's real moody right let's go with that and that shit happens, right? But no, you shoot the behind the scenes, be like, you know, I thought it'd be really interesting if I wanted to add a little bit of drama, so I just put on this one light. It's like, no, what happened was my battery like is is failing, so it, it misfired. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, there have been instances where you know we've done brand redesign presentations. People love it because we give them the backstory, all the details within it. They pass along to their board, sees none of that, none of that groundwork done. They're like, this looks, you know, like this isn't something we want to go forward with. And then you represent it, have the storytelling, have the thought process, show the work behind it, and they look at it with a new set of eyes, which is like you saw the same thing twice. Yeah. You got a story with it the second time, and it changed your entire perspective of it. And that right, that just goes to show the importance of that, right, is that explanation, that behind the scenes, the thinking, right, the process. Mm-hmm. There's so much real value to that versus, right, I spent an hour and I put together some, some colors that should work, mm-hmm. and here you go, done. Yeah. Well, like, yeah. So like I could give you like a, like a hypothetical scenario right now that would work every single time. Right. Mm -hmm. It's like, if you're doing a logo for said client, you can design three options, put them on a white background, just make the logos black and put them side by side and say, pick one. And you're just going to go into a swirl and a swirl and a swirl. And it's going to be subjective. And everyone's just going to let, well, I like this one better than this one. Or I like that one better than this one. Okay. Well, if you take those three logo concepts and you take each of them a bit further, right? It's like, okay, well, here's a proposed color palette and like here's a strategic like uh, recommendation of like a tactical execution that we could do with it. And like here's how it kind of, you know, almost becomes like a living, breathing type of campaign and here's how it extends. And you went a little further on your recommended direction, they're going to pick that. Every single time, because there's there's a bit more there for them to understand, and, and it feels more real, right? There's it's clearly a, more thought. Yeah, hundred percent, right? Like, let's. I know, I know, I know. Jeff is a big like soundtrack buff, right? Oh, like, yeah. let's go to Interstellar for for a second. Right? We don't want to go anywhere else. Greatest no, movie, yes, greatest dive. movie of all time. <laughs> I'll concur. Prove Co-sign. me wrong. Um, but no, right? It's like, yeah, you watch it, you're like, wow, great movie, great soundtrack, right? 
But then it's like when you start digging deeper and you're seeing Hans Zimmer like in a church, like making that music, you're like, oh my God, this is like, this is going to be around for years. That's right. You told me about that. Like right? the, the crazy level of detail that yeah. like it need. he could have just sat in garage band on a computer, yeah. told some engineer, play this chord in this chord. No, that dude found old school, authentic organs mm-hmm. in cathedrals, mic'd it up so that it was perfect mm-hmm. and played that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And also a step further, it's like, oh, the tempo represents a day or a year on this on yeah. this planet. And Dude, like, I got chills. Yeah. Well, that doesn't yeah, yeah, change yeah. the song, but right. it changes the song. Right. <laughs> right. And and the thing, I remember I was talking about this. I'm getting yeah. chills thinking about this because this, this is the shit that's exciting. This is the shit that's cool. It's behind the scenes. You watch Interstellar, you're like, that was amazing. You watch this and you go, oh my God, I can't wait to watch it again. Right. Because you have this this newfound appreciation and then you're, you're that much more involved mm-hmm. because- you have the awareness of the music now, whereas before, maybe you kind of knew, but it just kind of sat there as a background, right? Right. But I told you the importance of this, and now you're like, oh, that moment is so much more impactful because yeah. I feel it now. Right. A- aside from seeing it, right? But turn turn the tables, right? It's like, okay, well, you have this after-the-fact epiphany and like appreciation of it, right? Well, that movie never would have been what it was if that level of detail and thinking didn't go into that soundtrack because you wouldn't be engaged at key moments like as the anticipation's building and like you know every time you hear that tick you're like okay it's building stress and this wave is about to crash like if they just put some generic you know like they put together a soundtrack of like the most popular like thematic scores and they just threw it in there it would just be a vanilla vanilla movie if they just put like bieber's producer on there be like hey you know how to make some chords (laughs) can you do this it's like no hans zimmer's like i'm beyond thinking about intervals like i was saying before like yeah I'm I'm thinking well past what anyone else, like I'm in the deep rooted emotion of not only like what's on screen but like what the what I'm having a conversation with the director. You tell me where we're at, like where are we going? Cool, I'll meet you there. I would love like an A B control expose test of Interstellar yeah. with his co- with yeah. him and then like a cover Hans Zimmer yeah, 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 yeah. soundtrack film. Like I think that'd be hysterical to to get people's feedback coming out of the film. That's that's the A B creative mindset that I go into. Yeah. Well, even it's. I mean, you think about that, right? When people like will cut up different like horror films and they'll play it with like happy music. What's mm. the one I can't think of? Shining. That? The Shining. Yes. Yeah. Where they play it with Salisbury that, Hill, dude. You watch that and you're like, this is going to be a fun movie. And you're like, no, this is some dark (laughs) shit. Yeah. And it just goes to show, right, is obviously like what's your intention, right? Mm -hmm. It goes back to that. Like what is the story? What's your intention? Um, And then how do you you make someone feel that? Like what's the most effective way to do it? So those are – I mean that's a very creative way to show you that like, yeah, same footage, different music, different story. Totally different story. Different feeling. Different, yeah. Yeah. And it's – Like how, how you experience it changes. Right. You know? So it's it's cool to think that it it's required. And this is something that like fresh out of college students can't have. They just can't because you don't have the experience. Like you can't understand how to think that deep until you've thought enough times and messed up enough times. Right, right, right. I don't want to say messed up. I shouldn't say that, right? But like you've just executed enough to the point where you go, "All right, I'm done thinking about just that. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm past composition." Right. What's what's the feel? What's what's the emotion? Yeah, they have to have sat in you know hundreds of presentations and have yeah. and have a client be like, yeah, that doesn't really feel like my, like our brand, right? Or like I don't really feel like that's unique to us, right? Yeah, like you can't you can't replace that, you know? No, and and you you need that, I think. Yeah, and that's clearly what you have. Yeah, I mean, yeah, 
Yeah, like, just yeah, flex on that, Dre. Yeah. Absolutely. I don't know. I'm 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 like a measure twice, cut once kind of guy. Mm. You know? And not not everyone's like that. You know, there are people that have happy accidents, but that's just my process. I have to measure twice, cut once. Some people can get three happy accidents to get you to a three concept presentation. I know historically I can't. I might I might get one the next time it's not predictable for me. And then the time after that, I'm like, okay, I don't don't know if this is going to work or not. So I was going to say, was there been like a design that you felt like you were going to fall on your face and then, you know, you present it and you land on your feet and the thing like the design thrives and everyone loves it or. You don't have to prior to digital surgeons. I yeah. Prior to here, let's <laughs> yeah, make that yeah, clear. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've learned the hard way: never show something you don't want to stick around for a while. Mm. So if you don't think it, if you don't think it's good enough, don't show don't it. Show it because don't it only gets it. worse from there. And if it's weaker in comparison to the others, it attracts more attention. It is the law of attraction. Mm. So if you have like three really good concepts and you put one that's like half baked in there. It just attracts eyes, and inevitably, like something from it lives on. <laughs> right. I'm haunting you. <laughs> so you just you just need that experience. You need that that process, and then you need to trust that process. Because if you know your process works, right, you're not going to have those happy accidents. So trust that process, build that process. Yeah, totally. And and, and just know that it's something that you can replicate time and time again. And it might change. It might change over time. Yeah, but. It's worked before. Well, it will. It has to change, yeah. right? Like it yeah. design like every like everything, right? It has to change. Trends you you yeah. follow to an extent, but then you fall back and then you progress a little bit. Like it's it's inevitable. But yeah. It's that the trusting in the process, I think that's great. Is there a brand, you know, no confines that you would just one brand that you would just love to get your hands on from a brand experience standpoint? Ooh. Ooh, yeah, that is a good anyone, question. you know. Just you can grab them. You get one shot. Genie comes. I get to work on. You get three wishes, and one is that you get to do the brand design for any company you want. Yeah, (laughs) man, that is a good question. That's a really good question. So it can be something you're passionate about, or just something where you just see like a void in the way they've currently done it. So I'd approach it either way. It's like I know I can level this up, or I'm just really passionate about this particular brand. Right. Yeah. 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 Um. Yeah, I could so that that could go one of one of two ways for me. Um, you know, I think the low-hanging fruit would be like, yeah, like what's the best brand that, you know, you'd ever want to do a brand experience for? I just look at a brand like Apple, man, and I'm just like the vacuum sealed boxes, the, you know, the experience in store, like how you experience the product, the startup chime, everything gives you the same mood, and I'm just like, yeah, like they've 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 thought through it all. They've dumped it bunch of money into creating that experience that's the low-hanging fruit i love small brands just because like in my experience like you work on the big brands it's like they've done it all or they've they've done something very similar so it, you know it's like it's hard to like create that like um you know like kind of blow their hair back kind of deal right it feels like you're making like small iterations yeah versus, like really exploring totally. the full experience but like mm-hmm. smaller brands um like i got a like a wallet, Trayvax was like a small little startup um, American company. And I was like, man, they're like doing some really cool stuff and they're doing like badass photography. And like, however, they're capturing content is great. And like their website, eh, it's okay. They probably flipped a template, right? Or a theme. Um, their brand's okay, but like they're, they're small, right? Mm-hmm. They probably got 20 employees. Like they're, you know, they have like a little DTC experience. 
it's like if you had the coin you know and like you had the funding to basically flip a brand like that and just take them to the next level like that's fun because like it's like sending your kids off to college at that point it's like we've we've helped raise you and like there you go you're out into the wilds you got a job and like now you're making an impression you know that's a great point how much how much of that experience do you enjoy is because i've seen it firsthand is it you know exploring what they haven't been able to explore yet or really just seeing like the emotion it pulls out of people during that process both right like you know i I feel like at the easy at the early stage it's easier to affect that growth and like put them on a better trajectory whereas okay redo the apple brand experience right how i like that's that's intense what are you going to do for that brand right you know? Yeah. That's a good point, right? You can actually create real change for a small brand. For a small brand. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Because I'm sure going back, just to circle back to that Duncan thing, like that's probably what someone was like, what the fuck are we going to do? Exactly. Like, what are we going to freaking do? This is right. Dunkin' Donuts. Like, what right. What on earth are we going to do with this? Right. Why don't you take off donuts? Right. Okay. <laughs> yeah. One of my favorite things that would always happen is when TV shows would use Macs and they didn't want to license Apple, they would make the logo just a pair. Sure. I don't know if you ever noticed that, but so many companies God, have just taken a MacBook, changed the Apple to a pair, and oh went with that. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Let's go yeah. with the pair. <laughs> yeah. No, that's great. Well, Dre, dude, thank you so much. Yeah. I'm glad. Thanks for having me. I'm oh, glad anytime. we got to pick your brain and, and officially have you on. And uh, I hope you guys enjoyed listening. Go ahead and follow us, subscribe, do all that stuff, or don't. You know, do what you want. Um, but if you enjoy what we're talking about, we're going to keep talking about it. So come back for more. Yeah, we're not here to pitch you guys. You make your own decisions. Yeah, make your own decisions. Right? Live your life. Follow your process. That's it.